Today's episode is sponsored by Stitches United. Stitches United 2018 is taking place at the Hartford Convention Center on March 22nd through 25th. Get ready for an entirely new kind of crafting expo, sewing, quilting, knitting, crochet, and more all under one roof. This show is for multi-crafters, those not defined by one craft or even by one medium. With stimulating classes and shopping for all, sewers, quilters, and knitters, crocheters, weavers, and others interested in all things fabric and yarn. You can learn more at www.stitches.events united. Thank you so much, Stitches United. And now, here's the show. episode 110 of the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. As we wind up 2017, I'm taking a minute to look back on the podcast this year. We have had so many interviews with guests that I totally admire. We kick off the year with Mimi G, which was fantastic. I had met Mimi at SoPro and it was wonderful to have her on the show to kick off 2017. Among other highlights were interviews with Kat Jones, who um, won Best in Show at QuiltCon, and I was able to interview her right at QuiltCon after she won. Um, I also got to talk to the founders of Electric Quilt, of Sulky, of Michael Miller and Shannon Fabrics. Plus, this year, I had the opportunity to interview two industry veterans, Eleanor Burns and Nancy Zeman, who I was fortunate enough to talk to just a few months before she passed away. I also recorded a live episode this year with three quilt shop owners at Fall Quilt Market, which was a real treat. Plus, there's been a whole roster of artists and designers who I've gotten the opportunity to talk to and share their interviews with you, all of whom have built independent creative businesses that are really inspirational. So as we wrap up the year, I wanted to turn to you, my listeners, and hear your voices on the show. I make this show for you, and it's because of you that the show is is a success. And so we are doing our second annual community episode. And it's one of my favorite episodes of the year. So a few weeks ago, I put up a call on my blog and in my newsletter asking you to record yourself. Um, There was a little button on my blog where you could come and do that. And I got so many great entries. Thank you. Specifically, I asked if you would recommend something that you are loving right now. And those of you who listen to the show regularly know that toward the end of every interview, I always ask my guests to recommend great stuff that they are enjoying. And I thought it would be fun again this year to get those recommendations from listeners. And so I'm putting this together as our community episode. And to help me out today, I am joined by my longtime friend, Stacy Trock. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Happy to be here. Yeah. And Stacy and I um, hosted this community episode together last year. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back and check it out. And we actually first met many years ago on Twitter, believe it or not, a longtime Twitter friend, and um, have become real life friends for years. And um, actually, Stacy co hosted many of the early episodes of this podcast when I was helping to kind of get it right off the ground in the very beginning. So I'm so excited to have you back. Thank you. And the amazing thing about this is like, you just do like, I look at how long we've been friends. And it's it's amazing. Like you just start something and then you turn around and it's been like eight years or whatever. I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> My kids were babies back then. It's so crazy. So um, and you didn't have a baby and now you do. I know. So, I know. Um, so for people who don't know you well, will you just tell us a little bit about what your business is about? Because I know actually it's changed quite a bit. Yeah, so I'm Stacy. Hi. Um, I'm the founder of Fresh Stitches, which is a crochet design pattern company. Um, and I work in the crochet domain. So I teach uh, four classes on Craftsy, and I'm the author of three crochet books. Um, as well as doing all of that, I uh, also do marketing consulting. So at stacytrock.com, um, I do um, marketing stuff in the yarn industry. So um, beginning January 1st, I. Um, 
am stepping back a bit from Fresh Stitches, so it is merging, I'm super excited, with Shiny Happy World. And Wendy is so amazing, um, Wendy Gratz of Shiny Happy World. Um, she does um, sewn stuffed animals and quilts, um, and we're merging those together, and she's taking the lead, and I'm going to be doing a bit more of my marketing stuff um, and brief. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) such a a cool transition and something I'm eager to learn more about at a later time. But super cool that um, you have found uh, Wendy to sort of take the reins from Fresh Stitches and also open your professional life up to a new chapter. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Yeah, that's really huge. So, um, so you know, cheers to New Horizons as we head into 2018 for everybody. Um, and I'm excited, too, to hear all of your recommendations. I have in front of me this long list of awesome things that you want to recommend to listeners. And I've got my own list, too. So I think it's time to dive in. And yeah. um, I broke the listener contributions into some categories. So um, there's books and then notions and tools, which are kind of together, and then podcasts and like apps and websites. So we'll kind of go through each category. Those are kind of loosely defined, but um, and recommend a few things that we love. And then we'll hear from listeners. Sound good? Yeah, perfect. Okay, cool. So we're going to start out with books. So do you want to tell us some of the books that you are loving right now? Yeah. Okay. I have, okay. My list is a bit motley. I have one I'm absolutely loving, one I haven't read, but all my friends love, and one that I think has a lot of good content, but I actually dreaded reading. So I'll go in order from best to not best. Um, So Nora Gone, um, who's known for doing absolutely amazing um, design. She was the creative director for Barocco um, and now... Um, she did freelancing a bit and she's, I think she, oh geez, I think she's working for Brooklyn Tweet. But anyway, she published, um, the Knitted Cable Sourcebook and it is absolutely amazing for knitters, um, who like knitting cables. It's, she says it's not, um, you know, a stitch dictionary because she couldn't cover all of, um, you know, all of the stitch patterns in existence, um, which is a very, her kind of thing to say, cause she's just so crazy creative. Um, and yeah, it's on my shelf. I don't buy a lot of books, but that one um, for sure I bought and it's absolutely amazing. And I love books that are um, like reference books that you right. will just keep forever because you can't get rid of them because there's always something in there that you might need. Or if you're just looking for inspiration or ideas, you can just, you know, look at them and read them. And um, it's sort of different from a, a um, project-based book in that way. Exactly. And what I really love about this book is you get a bit of insight into how Nora does her designing. Um, So she talks a bit about how to keep track of your cables, how to design different things with cables. So it's not just a reference book in the sense that it's, you know, um, just definitions, but it's a bit bit deeper than that. Um, I think of it a bit in the same category as your stuffed animals book. Like it's a bit of the how-to for someone who wants to learn to go deeper, uh, like a, a class in a book. Mm-hmm. I love that, a class in a book. Okay, that's awesome. And um, I'm going to jump into with a um, kind of a, a similar style book, maybe, although very different. Um, so this one is called The New Hexagon, 52 Blocks to English Paper Piece. And I know you're, <gasps> you're also into English paper no, piecing. No, I'm going to Google Oh, that you should one. totally get yeah. this one. So it's by Katya Merrick. And it's not a brand new book. Um, it's published by Martingale. And it's, it's a, a skinny little book. But it's super cool. So what she does is um, she takes a hexagon, kind of like a one, a big one, like the size of the palm of your hand, and then she divides it up into smaller shapes in all of these different ways. There are 52 different ways to divide that hexagon up into smaller shapes with diamonds, triangles, smaller hexagons, trapezoids, all these different um, designs. And so basically, you can just take any of them and use them in any kind of creative way. You could make a whole quilt with just one of these blocks, or you could shrink it down, blow it up. I mean, there's so many things. So right now I am English paper piecing um, a whole sort of, I guess it's like a baby quilt um, using one of the blocks that I ended up um, blowing up on my uh, printer to be a little bit larger. And um, it's so fun. I love it. You could use this book forever and do 
I mean, amazing things that are super creative. At the back, she gives you some project ideas of like different ways to combine them. Um, and then the templates to, to photograph are literally just like a hexagon, a triangle, a square, and a diamond. And that's it. Um, it's super simple, like concept, but endless creativity. So I love this book. So are you cutting the templates by hand? Yes. If they're not hexagons. Oh, see. Oh, that I know you could like the me. punch. I have a the punch, punch too. I have a punch. <laughs> well, a triangle, you could probably get a punch. Yes, you could probably get a punch. And I do have a punch. I know you love yours. Mine, I, I have one and I do love it as well. Mine's kind of tiny. So it's really good for making something super small. I don't have, do you have a bunch of punches? No, I only have the two inch or one and a half inch punch. I think they're... People who are listening, uh, Fiskers or whoever makes the punches, uh, I think the English paper piecing punch line is like totally, there's so many shapes that you use for quilt templates that are just lacking because they're made for scrapbooking or whatever. Mm. I think that's what we need. Yeah, this could be expanded for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's an opportunity. All right, tell us about another, <laughs> tell us about okay. another book. Um, so this one, I, multiple friends from different spheres have read, um, but I haven't read it yet. Um, but it's called Profit First. Um, so allegedly, what I hear, um, it revolutionizes the way you think of your business accounting. So the way a lot of people do uh, pay themselves is they sort of take all the money their business brings in, they pay all the expenses, and they take what's left, you know, and they either, you know, some people split it into thirds, you know, a third is your salary, a third is for growing the business, and a third is for, you know, hiring someone or whatever. Um, and this book encourages you to think of your salary and making the profit first, the profit for the business, and then, you know, finagling how you decide the expenses afterwards. Um, so I've always been like pretty uh, stingy. So I'm not convinced it would change uh, my life. But for people who, uh, for example, like buy a super big camera first first thing, you know, and then end up not getting much of a salary at the end of the day, um, this has really changed the way they think about uh, their expenses. So mm. I'm going to throw it out there as a recommendation. Yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. That sounds really good. This is definitely an area, my relationship with money that I think I could focus on more. Um, as I'm like you, very stingy and <laughs> have a tendency to really not um, spend money and always feel like I can do things myself. Um, so I've learned over the years to um, let, the, let go of some of that. But I still think there's more that I could think through around you know, what is this business for, etc. So that, that sounds like a good one. Um, and plus, I love business books. So um, speaking yep. of business yep. books, I have one as well. So this one is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And actually, in the Nancy Zeman interview this year, she recommended this book to me. Um, and I bought it immediately right after her. Actually, I think I was already reading it maybe when she recommended <laughs> it. was like really weird. We had this moment. Anyway, it's a great book. It is the um, story of Nike. And um, I love like a biography of a business. I learned so much of them. I know we both read the Tony Shea book about Zappos yeah. a couple years back. Um, and so this is sort of in that similar genre. And you just hear, you know, about how he came, um, how Phil Knight came up with this idea after, you know, running track in high school when there really weren't like athletic shoes, like people didn't wear athletic shoes as shoes. And he went to Japan and he saw these really awesome shoes that he'd never seen before and started, you know, started importing them and selling them. And that was the very beginning of Nike, um, which I had no idea about. And really, it was like instrumental in the athletic wear revolution that we all like live in yoga pants and right. hoodies and, you know, sneakers all the time. And that that company really made that happen. Um, so it's a great story if you are interested in business, even if, you know, athletic wear is not your thing, um, just to hear how a business is built and the struggles that go on and the self-doubt and the mistakes, like really big financial mistakes and how to recover from them. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's a great book. And um, I just watched a great document because Nike is they just do a lot of things uh you know I guess like Google and Amazon always researching always doing new things um and I watched a documentary uh called oh geez I have no idea breaking two or something um where they were trying to see if they could get some elite uh marathoners to break a two-hour marathon um and it went through a six-month process of training and putting them in different shoes and putting them in a wind tunnel and what a, you know 
it was it was really incredible because um, we both run. So yes, I know. I don't well, know what it's called, but when if I you say Google run- it or whatever, <laughs> you're you're a much faster runner than me. I'm I am a very slow jogger, but I I do love it. But um, it. yeah, it. I am no like you know professional athlete over here for sure. But I do enjoy. I went this morning. I do enjoy it. Um, okay, cool. And then um, we have time for one more book recommendation from each of yeah. us. Okay, so I'll be quick about it. Um, this book, so I just recently taught um, a class on Creative Live about taking maternity leave for your own um, when you're self-employed, because you know you don't have your own fund. I don't know, maybe you do, um, <laughs> and your leave policy for your own business. So um, I've been really reading a lot of stuff about um, you know work-life balance and maternity leave, and there's not actually a lot out there. Um, so I found this book called Work Pause Thrive. And this is the book I said, she actually, I just, I, man, I wish she had like a heavy handed editor. It could be like half the size it is. It sounds a lot like someone's just talking, like if we wrote out the script of this podcast, that's sort of what it would (laughs) read like. Um, But she talks about, um, she seems like a super well-connected person who lives in the Silicon Valley area. And she goes through lots of interesting interviews and stories of women who either left their jobs completely, they pivoted, they just slowed down, um, and how that plays out in 20 years later. Um, So there was this thought that if you pause or if you slow down, it destroys your career. And really, 10 years later, no one remembers what happened. Um, And so it's super interesting because of the examples um, and the stories in there. Um, if you're thinking about your own path, but it's really a struggle to read. I didn't actually finish reading because <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. But there you go. That's my half-hearted recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we should also check out your creative live class, especially if you know people are thinking about having a baby or trying to figure out maternity leave if they well, are self-employed because it's hard. And just any kind of break. I mean, really the maternity leave thing is a marketing, you know, you have to call it something, but you may have aging parents. You may just want to go on sabbatical and you can't just not answer emails for six months and expect to come back to a successful business. So it's really tips for taking any kind of break. Awesome. Okay. I have one more um, book to recommend and it is a craft book. It's called Fleece Hat Friends. Um, by Mary Rash. And I've written about this book on my blog before, but I feel like it's a book that just flies under the radar. It is a project book, but it is one of the only project books that I pull off the shelf again and again. So it is a series of hats that are like animals. Okay, so there's like a giraffe and an owl and a cheetah, or I guess it's a cat um, and a fish and, you know, all of these different animals. There's a chicken um, and, you know, sort of ways to customize if you wanted to come up with, you know, an animal that's not in the book. Um, There's ears and, you know, snouts and different things that you can do to create whatever animal you want. And they're fleece um, hats for kids. So, you know, they have little ear flaps and they you can make a little tie to go under the chin so it doesn't get blown off in the wind. Um, And I live in Boston where it's really cold and I have, well, I have three kids. My oldest kid is 14, so she's having none of the the animal hats anymore. (laughs) Although she did want me to make her a Cthulhu one, which, um, you know, she's sort of into like geek culture. So that would be for her. But um, but the younger two are still into this and they're 11 and six. So every year for the last few years, I have made them in the fall a hat for the winter and they kind of help me design it and tell me you know what colors and what animal they love going through the book and picking it out and watching me make it for them and then they wear it and everywhere they go people are like cool hat and they're like yeah my mom made it for me and I just feel like it's such a nice little hug on their head as they walk around through the world in the winter saying like oh my mom made this hat to keep me warm and so it's fun it's a great book it's again it's a skinny little book but it's one of those ones that you just use all the time and so I love it I want to take a minute now to tell you more about our sponsor, Stitches United. Stitches United will take place at the Hartford Convention Center on March 22nd to 25th, 2018. Get ready for an entirely new kind of crafting expo, sewing, quilting, knitting, crochet, and more all under one roof. 
This show is for multi-crafters, those not defined by one craft or even by one medium. And so, to best serve these creative appetites, Stitches United was born. An additional expanded show with stimulating classes and shopping for all, sewers, quilters, and knitters, crocheters, weavers, and others interested in all things fabric and yarn. Stitches Expos are considered the place to be by all in-the-know knitters and crocheters. And now they're inviting everyone who loves to quilt, sew, embroider, or embellish. This exciting four-day event includes Stitches Market with a wide variety of vendors offering the latest fabric, yarn, crafting supplies, book signings, and new Crafters Playground with free demonstrations and opportunities to try equipment and learn new techniques. More than 130 different intensive classes and over 20 market sessions for multi-crafters of all levels, covering a variety of related topics and taught by expert designers and industry stars. Classes range in duration from 90 minutes to 6 hours. The expert instructors include Debbie Brown, Franklin Habit, Sherry Cafaldi-Morill, Zandi Peters, Michelle Renee Hyatt, Pamela Leggett, Patty Lyons, Katherine Redford, Natalie Redding, and Jennifer Stern-Heisman and Marley Bird, just to name a few. Other special events include professional fashion shows, banquets, pajama parties, giveaways, and more. Artists and crafters of all ages experience sensory overload in the stitches market. Mountains of beautiful fabrics, yarn, books, patterns, buttons, supplies, and gadgets of all kinds give eager shoppers exactly what they're searching for. Colors and textures to suit every style are found on the market floor. Exhibitors travel from all corners of the nation to introduce their products to the frenzy of crafters. And exclusively for Walsh and Apps listeners, you can get 20% off Stitches United 2018 classes and events by visiting www.stitches.events/united and entering the coupon code WALSHINAPS18 at checkout. With stimulating classes and shopping for all, sewers, quilters, and knitters, crocheters, weavers, and all others interested in all things fabric and yarn, you won't want to miss this amazing show. You can learn more at www.stitches.events/united and remember that coupon code while she naps 18 to save on classes and events. You'll save 20%. So we hope to see you at Stitches United 2018. I was there last year and it was tons of fun. Thank you so much, Stitches United. And now back to the community episode with Stacy. I am laughing at you saying it's really cold in Boston. It's, well, you used to live in Minnesota, but now you're in LA, so you have no cold. No, now I could sympathize, but uh, in Minnesota, they uh, they don't close schools for snow ever. They close it when the wind chill is minus 35 below, because that's the temperature that you'll get frostbite in less than five minutes. And wow. it happens. It's insane freaking insane that's crazy yes i used to um teach uh with a woman who used to teach in alaska and um yeah they would go outside every day for recess no matter what and she recounted a story where she brought a frisbee outside and she threw the frisbee to one of the kids and it shattered in midair because it was so cold (laughs) so (laughs) i was like okay i can't complain but anyway (laughs) i am not from new england so to me it's always cold here but all right so we're gonna hear um some book recommendations from listeners so here we go my name is amanda jane ogden my website is www.amandajanetextiles.com i'm recommending a book called sunday morning quilts by amanda jean nyberg and cheryl arkison It's a really well-traveled book because my cousin David, who lives in Sydney, Australia, sent it to me one Christmas, but he used an old address. So the package was returned to him. He found out my new address and sent the book again. So it's been round the world one and a half times. The book's a collaboration between an Australian and an American quilter. And the theme is using up every last scrap of fabric. All the quilts in the book are modern quilts and the authors write in a very interesting way about um, how they understand modern and how they think the movement has developed due to communication on the internet. They point out, however, that, quote, not much in modern quilting is radically new. We are still using fabric, thread, batting and scale to put a quilt together. 
And they say that modern quilts are also a lot like traditional quilts in their simplicity of design, use of solids and colour choices. I just love this book for the design, uh, the ideas in the book and the colour. I pick it up often for inspiration and for pleasure. I recommend it recently to a friend. Uh, she bought one too and she's busy uh, making a beautiful scrappy quilt based on a, a log cabin with variable size pieces which is in the book so I think it's a really good one to have on the shelf. Hey it's Jessie Anderson from Needlelink and Thread. Um, I'm a sewing teacher. I'm also a pattern tester and recently I did my first book review for Patty Murphy on PC Makeover and ever since I've read this book and tried some of the tips in the book um, for some of the quilt squares I have been recommending this book to everybody that is just getting into quilting, and even people that are versed in quilting. Uh, there are tons of tricks on how, which way to press your seam. I never really could get my squares to uh, match up right or my points to match. So um, once I got her book, she contacted me about a giveaway. I got the book, I started reading it, and instantly started um, putting squares together and having no issues at all pressing. Uh, getting the points to match, different tricks on how to uh, ease those points or how to ease my box. Um, really useful information for diagnosing problems and how to solve the problems. Uh, she did a really great job with this. CMT published it and it came out last fall. So um, if you know of anybody who is getting into quilting or if you are in quilting and you're just looking to kind of step up your game a little bit, this book is for you. There's all different types of squares. There's a half square triangle. There's the bear claw, find the use square and a square, um, sawtooth star. There's the log cabin, ocean waves. It really does run the gamut of all the different types of squares you can do, hexagons, and how to achieve the look that you're looking for or how to achieve a professional look easily. So um, again, it's a Patty Murphy's uh, piecing makeover book, Simple Tricks to Fine Tune Your Patchwork, Highly recommend this book. Um, I do have an affiliate link on my website, but you can get this from Amazon or CNT Publishing. And I wanted to say thank you to Abby for allowing us to recommend um, our favorite pieces right now. And this really is one of my favorite books to share. So thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hi, Abby and While She Naps listeners. My name is Maureen Nevers. I'm from Randolph, Vermont. And I wanted to recommend a fantastic book by Greg McCown called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. The concept behind the book is to do less, but to do it better. And you can apply this to um, any aspect of your life, like work or home or leisure, community, etc. Um, some of the ideas that he talks about that I really liked uh, were how to um, incorporate sleep and play and doing nothing. Um, as necessary elements of being productive, how to make one decision that eliminates thousands of future decisions, um, and also having the emotional discipline necessary to say no to social pressure. Um, I listened to Greg's wonderful British voice on his audiobook using the Overdrive app. Um, you can also, uh, which is a library app, um, you can also get the ebook through that library app. For free, um, or you can get the book um, through Amazon or any other book sites. And I've already begun applying some of his principles to my work and have seen um, changes. So that's exciting. Um, thanks for including me. Bye. Awesome. All right. We're ready to um, move on to talking about notions and tools. And um, just a huge thank you to all the listeners who were brave enough to recommend a book for all of us. Um, so notions and tools, you and I have kind of different hobbies. You or, you know, professional hobbies, whatever you want to call them, but you crochet and knit. Um, and I sew. So we're going to have a good variety, I think. So do you want to kick us off with some notions and tools? Yeah. Um, so if you crochet, you usually would use a stitch marker to keep place of where you're, you know, where a different round or where you're at. Um, and crocheting kind of gets the short end of the stick here because it has to lock onto the fabric. So we use what's called a locking stitch marker. And you can purchase them and they're plastic and that's fine. Or um, 
if you get a handmade one, they are almost always ones that are made for knitters with a giant lobster clasp on them so that they can lock onto the fabric. And you just feel like it's all over the, you know, they're huge because it's this cute little thing that someone put a lobster clasp on. Sorry, lobster clasp people. Um, and so I was on Etsy the other day and I found these, and we're going to put the link, I'm sure, in the show notes, um, these handmade locking stitch markers they're actually made from like bent wire so they're beautiful and they look functional and they they're specifically made for crocheters um so i just thought it was really cool really beautiful um and it's not just another knitting one with like something slapped on it um so i think they're awesome and i love um notions that are handmade by somebody specifically for crafters rather than sort of the mass manufactured ones that you can get there. So I have one to recommend that's also handmade and they're um, pin cushions that are um, made with a ceramic base and then the soft pin cushion part on the top. And they're made by Deborah Fisher from Fish Museum and Circus. I don't know if you've seen these, but they yeah. are absolutely adorable. Um, and deborah has been on the podcast before, a long time ago before she was making these. Um, but so there she does all different kinds of animals. Some of them are animals you can identify like there's a, you know, a unicorn or a bird. And then some of them are sort of animals, which you can't quite pinpoint what animal it is. Um, and they're just adorable. Every single one is unique. She makes them out of ceramics. And then she, you know, matches a fabric to be the pincushion on the inside and they sell out really fast so the best thing to do is to get on deborah's email list and then when she has a new batch she'll send you an email and tell you what time they're going to be up for sale in her etsy shop so you can grab one which is what i did and i love mine and i get tons of compliments on it and it's like such a nice handmade tool you know to have on my sewing desk those are adorable i love them yeah she's awesome yeah (laughs) Um, Okay, so we have, I think each of us have one more um, tool or notion. So I'll let you go next. Yeah, so this is just like a general tip. So um, knitters and crocheters use project bags, which are basically drawstring bags um, to carry our yarn around in if we have a project that we're taking on the go. Because if you just throw your yarn in your purse, it might snag on your keys or somehow get ruined. Um, so a lot of time, you know, you can buy lovely handmade project bags. Um, we take a lot of pride in our project bags, um, but they can be expensive, um, but you want something cute. So this time of year, you can go into lots of stores and get hol- holiday gift bags are now a thing. Um, if like wrapping is too cumbersome for you, you can put it in a drawstring project, what I call a project bag. So um, the container store has some really cute ones, a lot of stationary stores. Um, there's a Scandinavian one called Kiki K. I get one from every year. And so they're under $5. They're come in lots of different sizes um, and they're perfect um, for project bags. And I always get are one. they fabric? They're made from fabric? Yeah, they're like uh, usually cotton um, oh, with like a, a drawstring tip. top. Yeah. yeah. So it's like using something that was really made as like a gift bag, but using it as a project bag for your yarn. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Um, cool. And I wanted to recommend tulip sewing needles. So these are um, needles that you use for hand sewing. And they're from Japan. Um, And I discovered them, somebody recommended them to me a while ago, and I got some. And I was like, all right, how different can a sewing needle be, right? Like needles are needles. I have tons of them. I find them in like, you know, um, boxes at the thrift store. Sometimes (laughs) I have just like all sorts of assortment of needles. These needles are amazing. They are super strong, first of all. And I sew stuffed animals, so um, my needles tend to bend a lot because my fabric's really thick. But these don't bend, so they're really strong. They're also really sharp. Um, so the tip of the needle just slides into the fabric really easily. Great, by the way, for English paper piecing, too, yeah. um, because they're so sharp and strong so there's not gonna they're not gonna be bendy um and they're just like smooth they're great they're really easy to use they come in the cutest packaging um the sort of japanese style packaging which i love so they're in this little it almost looks like a scientific um vial uh it's in a like a yeah, little with glass cork. yeah with a cork them. on top and then they're inside of this um you know paper packaging that you take off when you first open it that has a little red string at the end i mean it's just lovely so i started carrying them in my shop and I now have them 
They are um, embroidery. I have the embroidery needle. And then I also have like the applique needle with the big eye, which makes it easier to thread. Um, they're awesome. And I actually sold out of them on my Black Friday sale. I think other people realize how awesome they are. And they're not something you can get at Joann's. You know, they're, they're kind of a specialty item. Um, you get six needles in the little vial, I think. Um, totally worth it. So Okay, I'm ordering some from you when, yeah. <laughs> when they come back. But wait, hold on. Are you sure... What about these piecing needles? I'm looking oh, at all the they, I mean, they come What in the all... heck do I want for my English paper piecing? I mean, That's I... what confuses me about needles. I right. don't know all the terms. I like or the a size, sewing needle. I like the size 10 <laughs> applique with big eye. They're very thin. Okay. Perfect for English paper piecing. Um, and those are the ones that were recommended to me by a friend who is an incredible quilter. So um, okay. I trust her. Well, I'm on your email list. So I, I'll get the I email yes. when they're restocked. Exactly. So I just reordered. So they're coming in soon. But anyway, check out Tulip Needles if you get a chance. So now we are going to hear um, from some listeners about the notions and tools they would like to recommend. And I did want to just say all of the things that are recommended here in this episode today by Stacy and I and by all of you will be listed and linked to in the show notes. So if you hear about something and you want to go and check it out, that's where you can come to walshynaps.com and you'll find it there and be able to click over and, and check it out yourself. So here are some listener recommendations for notions and tools. Hi, Abby. This is Sarah Ruiz from Houston, Texas. I'm on Instagram at Saroy, which is spelled S-A-R-O-Y. I wanted to recommend a quilt pattern by Jen Kingwell called Long Time Gone. You can buy the pattern online at Amity Textiles and several other shops, and your local quilt shop might have it as well. I tackled this pattern earlier this year as part of a sew-along organized by Angie Wilson from the blog Gnome Angel, and making this quilt single-handedly changed my outlook on quilting and my own personal creative process. The Long Time Gone quilt is a huge undertaking with more than 2,500 pieces, and I probably would have admired it from afar forever without the impetus of a sew-along. It began in March and ran through July, and being able to work on the quilt bit by bit, week by week, made something huge suddenly become really manageable. I know this is one of those things that sounds obvious, and maybe it is, but seeing that kind of one-step-at-a-time approach in action with such a huge quilt really made a difference for me. I ended up with a gorgeous quilt that I'm super proud of and a newfound appreciation for slowing down and enjoying the creative process. Thanks for hosting this great podcast. I always look forward to new episodes. Bye. Okay, as a little reward for listeners who were brave enough to record their voices and give me permission to play their recordings on the air, we are going to draw some names from everyone who contributed and give away three fantastic prizes this year, which is so nice. Um, And so the first one we have uh, from Sprout Patterns, which is a division of Spoonflower. So um, if you haven't heard about Sprout, it is like the cut and sew part of Spoonflower. So you select a fabric from the Spoonflower Marketplace, or you can upload your own design, and then you have it printed as pattern pieces so you select the pattern that you want and it's printed as those pattern pieces so you just cut them out around the outline and you're ready to sew and you skip all the hassle of like tracing and cutting out your pattern and all that part so it makes it super easy and it's fun to to try if you've never tried it this is going to give you a $100 $100 gift certificate to <gasps> Sprout Pattern. So you can Ooh, yeah, order, order some stuff and try it out. So, all right, ready? I'm going to have everybody's name in this uh, basket here. So I'm going to just reach my hand in here and pull one name out. Okay. All right, Tara Curtis, you have won the Sprout Patterns. Let me just mark this Hooray! down. Yay! Thank you, Tara. Um, and thank, thank you for contributing. Okay, and then we also have two more. The other two prizes are also from Spoonflower, and these are their welcome packages, which include a $35 gift certificate to spend on Spoonflower, a sample of every Spoonflower fabric um, printed with a colorful marketplace design, as well as a sample of their wallpaper and gift wrap, and a copy of the Spoonflower Handbook, which is their book um, that was published uh, by STC Craft a little while ago. It's a DIY guide to designing fabric, wallpaper, and gift wrap with 30-plus projects. So we got two of these uh, Spoonflower uh, sample packs. So here's the first one. is going to Catherine Hobbs. Someone Yay! write that down. Yay! Yay, Catherine. Okay, and we have one more. Um, and that is for Ann Scott. 
So I will send. <laughs> you're the best crowd. <laughs> I will send each of you an email um, just to follow up and make sure I get all your contact information so I can send out your prizes. And thank you to everybody who contributed this year. Um, so next up, we are going to be talking about podcasts. I know you are not a huge podcast listener, Stacey. I'm just, I don't have a mechanism. I just am falling apart here. <laughs> I don't know. Last I don't year, ha- you recommended listening to the radio. <laughs> right. I love the radio. Um, I just, it's, it's weird because I don't drive a lot. So I don't really ha- like put things on in the car and like listen to them when I'm going somewhere. And then at home, I feel like when I'm working, I'm working. And then when I'm not working, I want to be away from screens. And so like I have Stitcher set up on my Kindle, but then I kind of feel like oh, I'm staring at a screen again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't sorted it out. When You listen when you run, don't you? Yes, yeah. I listen when I run, yeah. which is great because for me running is something I would mainly avoid doing. But because I pair it with something I love, which are podcasts, then it sort of becomes pleasurable to me. So but, so you download them onto your phone or are you streaming data? Um, You can do either. Yeah. yeah, you can do either. Um, I have the iPhone 7 and I haven't run into storage problems. So it's been fine. I use the iOS app um, for podcasts, which, you know, is not the most well-designed thing, but it's fine. And I, I love, love, love podcasts. So, um, so I have a few to recommend and mostly they're sort of business or kids focus. But um, uh, the first one is Recode Decode. So this is a tech podcast and it is hosted by Kara Swisher, who has become like my favorite person. So she's a tech reporter. Um, She's sort of a veteran tech reporter. She's been, you know, doing this for a really long time. And um, now works uh, at Recode, but was at the Wall Street Journal for years. And I just admire the way that she's very hard hitting, like she's not afraid to ask tough questions, but she's also sort of, um, I don't know, sort of likable and friendly. So she's, you know, she's just somebody who inhabits an industry, reports on the industry. People trust her. um, People look to her, people a little afraid of her. And I just admire what she's built. And I didn't go to journalism school. So for me, I need like mentors. And even though she doesn't know me, although we've tweeted a few times, um, I just sort of have (laughs) taken her on as a mentor for me. So I always listen to her show. Um, And then some other favorites are How I Built This, which I think a lot of people listen to. It's an NPR show hosted by Guy Raz. And it is the story of businesses. So sort of like that Nike book I recommended before. They, um, he'll have, you know, the woman who founded Spanx, the woman, the guy who founded Whole Foods, like all, you know, every business you can think of. Um, he will talk to them about like the person who founded Edible Arrangements, the person who founded Zumba, which I had no idea about, um, all kinds of things. And just talk to them about how they came up with the idea for their business, how they got it off the ground, the mistakes they made, the trials and tribulations, the successes, the pivot points. Um, and I just find that fascinating. So I recommend that. And then the other two are for kids. So I love that there's like kids radio is back. Um, I feel like in the 80s when I was growing up, there was no radio for kids. Um, But now there is through podcasts. And I listen with my six-year-old, Josephine, in the car mostly when we're driving places, Um, mostly dropping her sisters off after they get out of the car. And then we have to drive back home again and we listen to her shows. Um, And the two shows we listen to are Wow in the World, again, hosted by Guy Raz, which is really weird. He's become like a podcast famous person. Um, And that's... um, also co-hosted by a woman named Mindy. So he and Mindy talk about science and it's super funny. And there's a pigeon in the in the storyline named Reggie that they ride on. Uh, he's a passenger pigeon. <laughs> and so um, Josephine's obsessed with Reggie and draws pictures of Reggie all the time. So we love Wow in the World. Um, and I love that she has to sort of imagine Reggie because there's no pictures of him. So it like lives in her mind, which I think is a great thing about radio. And then the other one that we love to listen to is Story Pirates, which I just noticed is now part of Gimlet, which is a bigger podcast company. But um, so basically, Story Pirates kids write stories, and then they send them in, and then they act them out. 
Um, so they kind of put them on as a like fully produce a radio play of this kid's story. And, you know, kids' stories are like totally absurd, <laughs> like crazy, weird stories. But they take them really seriously and they like sing and they, you know, have real voice actors. And it's great. And it's really inspired Josephine to write stories because she sees what kids can do and wants to do it, too. So those are two kids podcasts that I love. Um, all right, you got to have to get on the podcast train, my friend. I know, I know. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know what to change about my life. All right. Um, but we did actually hear, um, from some listeners who have a podcast that they would like to recommend. So if, uh, you don't mind, we're going to take a minute now and hear from them. Hi, I'm Stephanie Taddeo and my work can be found at stephanietaddeopaperart.com. I'd like to recommend the Art of Charm podcast. It's all about personal and business development delivered in an easy, natural way. It teaches relationship building, which is the crux of any business. There are interviews with top performers. Even when I think the subject is not my jam, I listen anyway, and I'm always glad I did. You can find the podcast at iTunes or go to their website, theartofcharm.com. Their blog is pretty great, too. All right. Thank you for the great recommendations, everyone. And our final category includes kind of apps and websites and newsletters and that sort of thing. Um, and there's always so much new, I feel like, in this category. It's constantly being refreshed. So do you want to start us off with yeah. something here that you're enjoying? Ooh, um, I just started using Active Campaign, so I there's oh man, choosing a way to send emails to your email newsletter is just so stressful um, because there's so many different ones, and you kind of never find out what they're like until you're using them, and then you've already gone through the hassle of importing all your contacts or whatever. So I just found choosing difficult. Um, Mailchimp, I don't know what it is. I could never. I felt confused about the interface every time I used it. And that's probably just me. Um, and a lot of friends recommended ConvertKit. Um, but then I got a recommendation for Active Campaign, which is cheaper than ConvertKit, um, but is, and also is a lot more visual. So I absolutely love it. Um, in terms of running autoresponders, you make little flow charts um, and you put tags on things and it's just super easy to interface with. So I, Absolutely love Active Campaign. I've been creating autoresponders and tags and sequences like crazy. So I really recommend it if you're looking for, um, you know, a way to manage your newsletter and you, like me, might have MailChimp dramas. Um, all right. I want to recommend Stamp. So I signed up for this. I had had my eye on it for a while. Then last year they sent me a very um, well-timed Black Friday special and I gave in and bought it. Um, so it's this, you know, it's one of these things you sign up for and then you have to renew every year. Um, so I just renewed for this year, but here's what it does. It creates an email signature for you. And it just seems like such a small thing. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like why spend money on an email signature? Like I can just make an email signature for myself or whatever. But this one is really nice. It's so polished. It has my photo on it. It has my web links. It's like designed for me. It works really well. Um, it looks good and you can customize it and change it however you want. And it just is at the bottom of all the emails that I send out. And um, I put my phone number on there and because I, I actually don't mind if people call me. And lots of people have called me this year because of that. It just looks sort of like approachable, like this is really a business and I can call her, you know. So I love Y Stamp and I think it's, uh, it's worth the investment. What are they calling you about? Oh, people call me all the time. Actually, the, su the <laughs> supplier of my tulip needles just called me the other day. Um, yeah, all kinds of people have called me. I yeah. actually, I'm, I'm totally fine with people calling me. There's a blog post, shoot, I can't remember where I read it, but it was for a week, the guy only, he refused to like reply via email. And every time he wanted to talk to someone, he called someone instead. And he said the amount of time he spent communicating just dropped mm -hmm. so drastically. Cause you know, you're like typing something and then they're like, Oh, did you mean this? And you just go back and forth. And he's like, I can pick up the phone and in two minutes it's done. Yeah, I, I love it. I spend a lot of my time on the phone and I really, I do think it's, I think he's right for sure. Um, okay. Do you have another one? Yeah, I do. Um, so we recently sold a home, bought a home, 
rented a place, blah, 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 moving across the country. Um, so you have to scan documents these days. I mean, you know, these days. And my wireless printer scanner thing, it's just so convoluted. So anyway, so my husband found this app called Tiny Scanner. And so what it does is it takes a photo of like a document and it flattens it in a way that makes it look like it's a scanned document. So I don't know what the difference between a photo and a scanned document is because it's not quite just being grayscale. Um, so it, whatever, it renders it literally to look like a scanned document. And it made our lives so much easier. You just put some papers on the table, take a picture of each one. It will, it can sense where the edge of the paper is. It crops it to be the eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. It compiles it into one thing and you just email it from your phone and it's completely a lifesaver. Um, and I'm are they, are they, to get rid of the scanner. Oh yeah. So. Are they PDFs? Yep. Yep. It saves them into a PDF. Oh, that is really nice. It's amazing because this, Oh, we're having these debates about the printer. This darn printer. I mean, I don't print very much anymore. Um, and if and if I do need to print like handouts or something, I'm just going to go to a Kinko's because I'm not printing those on my inkjet. And so it's this giant thing with a scanner. It takes up so much room, and I'm just staring at them, and I'm like, dude, mm. you're on the chopping block. Yeah. Block. I know. And you're a minimalist. So you're like, if I yeah. can get rid of this, I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> I know. I'm, he's in my sights. <laughs> um, you should be very afraid. Okay. I also <laughs> want to recommend Linktree. So Linktree is, um, uh, gives you the ability to take your Instagram profile link and make it into multiple links. So what? we all, I know. Well, there, it's not, what? it's not quite that straightforward, but it is, it is really cool. So we all know in Instagram, one of the things that's most frustrating is you only get one link. It's that link in your profile. And so you, you know, I would previously end up changing it all the time. So I would say, oh, I have a new pattern. And then I'd change the link to the pattern in my shop, you know, or I have a new blog post and I would change the link to the blog post. So that's kind of a pain. Um, but you want people to be able to directly from Instagram get where you want them to go. So what I did now with Linktree, it's free. There's a paid version where you can customize it to look really pretty like your brand. But I just have the free version. And it's really simple interface. So you can um, have multiple. It's kind of like a landing page. It's um, You have multiple little sort of bars there and one says shop and I have one that says craft industry alliance and I have one that's the blog I had one for a while that was the e-course um you can kind of update it whenever you want to like I had a, there was an article I was mentioned in in the New York Times I changed it that day to the New York Times article so I had an extra little bar that was for the New York Times article so people could click over um so it's really simple to update and basically when people click the profile link on Instagram on your profile it takes them to this little landing page where they can just click one of those bars and go directly where they want to go um, so I love it I think it's great it makes Instagram more useful uh, as a marketer so try it I've already signed up um, so what do you <laughs> what do you do you feel like there's a limit like do you clean out the old links? I do. You know. Yeah, but okay, so, so you're keeping easy. like five links or something. Yeah, like on Black uh -huh. Friday, I went in yep. there and I just changed it to say shop the sale. You know what I mean? Yep. So that it would just go right there. Um it takes like literally 3 seconds to change them. If it was hard, I would be like, "Ugh, but it's so simple that I think it's really useful." And it's That's free. Cute. So give it a go. Um all right, do you have another one? Yeah, um I've been reading Fast Company I have to completely admit, I have no idea what it is. It's I found it somehow. I guess it's a magazine, a blog. Yeah, it's a magazine. I, I got know. the print magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's a print magazine that I got okay. for like two years. I actually really recommend the print magazine. I used to pick it up in like the waiting room, you know, at the doctor's office. And um, then I subscribed and it, it's a good the magazine. articles are super good. And so I subscribe to their blog and I'm just always finding like really interesting mostly, you know, businessy sort of articles. And so I've really enjoyed 
following them. Yeah. And I've never even seen their print magazine. How crazy is this world? I you know. know? I hadn't like... seen it either um, <laughs> for a long time. And then my friend Stephanie was like, you should just subscribe. So I did. And um, yeah, it, it is worth um, looking at the print one too. It's sometimes the articles are the same, but there's something about the print one that's um, richer, you know, has more content and it's good. So, um, but I like the, I get their email digest on Fridays and there's always a good link in there. So highly recommend. Um, all right. I wanted to recommend AnyList. Uh, so this is an app for iOS. It's probably of an Android version, although I haven't checked. Um, and basically what it does is put your shopping list in the, in the cloud. So one of the problems that I've had with my, I have a family of five and, um, you know, people want to add food to the shopping list, to the grocery shopping list. So, you know, they have their specific things that they need that week. And I do the grocery shopping once a week. I go on Sunday mornings. So that's it. I'm not going into the grocery store later in the week. <laughs> I just go once and that's it. So you need to get your thing on my list. Um, so with any list, you can just add things to the shopping list and it syncs with all of our phones. So everybody can add to the same list. And then when I'm in the grocery store, I can pull it up and then I can cross it off as I shop. Um, so it's just for a family. It's so good um, to sync our shopping list. And that way I don't have to remember to add things. And then I walk out of the house without my list, but I always have my phone. So I never am now without my list. Or like if I happen to be at the grocery store for some reason, the list is right there, you know, so it's yeah, very useful mm-hmm. and it's free. So try it. Um, I believe it's free. Um, okay. And I think you had one more. Yeah. Um, so Samantha Edis wrote the pie life, which is another one of these work life balance books. Um, for working women. And her newsletter just always has really good links. Um, I think we're both in the game of uh, finding all the links. Yes. Um, <laughs> hoard the links. Um, and so she always has just kind of interesting things. So I recommend it. Okay. So her, can we find E-T-T-U-S, it? At, E-T-T-U-S. E-T-T-U-S. Right. E-T-T-U-S. And we can find it just at SamanthaEdis.com. Um, I don't know. I, I would just Google it. Okay, Google it. I'm gonna take it okay. take a look. I love to subscribe to new newsletters and check them out. And I'm a huge yep. newsletter fan. Awesome. I'm gonna yep. go subscribe after, <laughs> after the podcast. Uh, that sounds good. And and the last one I I wanted to recommend, and I I think one that we both share, um, which is um, maybe surprising to people, which is LinkedIn. Oh yeah, love. I'm on it now. Yeah, I, I love LinkedIn, and I think we might be like the only two people. No, there's surprising numbers of craft people on there. There are. You just have to like dig. There's lots of craft people on there. So I love LinkedIn. I've loved LinkedIn now for about maybe two years. I use LinkedIn on my phone. um, And that's primarily where I go um, on the iOS app. And, you know, there's a couple of different reasons I love it. On the phone, there's a news feed, which I think people don't realize that LinkedIn has a news feed. So like Twitter or Instagram, where you can scroll through what other people are posting and find cool stuff, you can do that on LinkedIn. But the cool stuff is all business related. Um, so I don't know why. It's somehow the discovery there helps me discover things I would have missed well, on other platforms. So that's what – so someone um... – I think is writing a craft industry alliance article and emailed me and I started thinking about um, why I like LinkedIn and I actually don't think it's technology is any different. It's almost just like it's Facebook, but only my business friends are allowed. And so I think there's a mechanism. I think it's possible that it just dissolves into being not so interesting. And it's like, I don't know, for me, Twitter is kind of this way. Like there was a time when Twitter was like, all the, my peers and I was networking with, and then it's sort of, some people stopped using it, some people started using it, and it's sort of diluted a bit. And so I feel like LinkedIn's just in this moment where it's not purely, purely, you know, CEOs, um, and you can just find such interesting stuff happening, but I don't know what it's going to be in yeah. a couple of years, you know? Right. So I love it for that. And then the other reason I love it is for research as just a person who writes articles about other people and about mm-hmm. other companies. Because um, if you go on LinkedIn, you can kind of see somebody's resume. And even if they haven't updated it recently, you can kind of see where they went to high school. You can see where they went to college. You can see what, you know, other things they're affiliated with. 
You can see what roles they had in the past. Like most people have some kind of LinkedIn profile. And as a researcher, it's really helpful for that. And so if I go there and I can't find you, I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) it's easier if I can find you as somebody who wants to write about you. What I find is so fascinating, and I'm I'm probably one of these people, is you know someone for their public face. Um, but they actually may have a completely different job. Like I found this one guy, oh, I was looking at beading stuff and there, there was an article written by a, a beading consultant or whatever. And I looked him up on LinkedIn, um, because he did like beading marketing or something. And he's actually like, he has this completely normal job, like, I don't know, doing recruitment, blah, blah, blah. And the beading thing is just a side hustle, but that's his public face in the craft industry, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you just find these people have all these other skills. Um, it's super interesting. Yeah, it's really good. So, all right, we're, we're both promoting LinkedIn here yeah. for those who are like, what? <laughs> but don't, don't join it and start posting crap and messing up my feed, people. <laughs> None of my listeners would ever do that. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, so we're going to hear from some listeners about um, some apps and websites and newsletters that they're loving right now. Hi, this is Ann Scott, and I'm from San Diego, California, and my website is Fiber Designs by Ann. I enjoy Barb Owen at How to Get Creative. She has uh, great um, projects that she shares and she's really encouraging and she has nice words of wisdom. And with the projects, she will take you from the beginning all the way through as she does them. You can see how she does them to the end and she'll talk about what she could have done better, what she's really happy with and encourages people to try these things as well. Her website is howtogetcreative.com. Thanks. My name is Marlo DeVouge from Alberta, Canada. I have two websites to recommend for sewing inspiration using existing materials. Check out makery.uk. That's M-A-K-E-R-Y dot U-K to see the Refashioners Annual Challenge. This year, they remade suits into new dresses, jackets, jumpsuits, and more. Last year, the theme was denim. The next website I recommend is Coolerpa's YouTube channel. April has really great projects. My favorite is Thrifted Transformations episode 12, the DIY blazer jacket, where she took a frumpy blazer and outsized leather jacket and combined them into something new and edgy, a new jacket. She also has some super cute ideas for kids, like a transforming bell dress from Beauty and the Beast. So to find her, go to YouTube and search Thrifted Transformations DIY blazer jacket. I think you'll really like it. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Good morning. My name is Catherine and I'm from London in the UK. I want to tell you about Margaret Lewin's website. She has both a website and a Facebook page. She's also known as Miss Marcus Quilts. It's a lovely, friendly site. She tells you about patchwork about quilting styles about making bags it's just great thank you bye hi this is molly meng from los angeles my website where you can find me is mollycmeng.com the middle initial is c like claire i wanted to highly recommend austin cleon's weekly newsletter It comes to your email inbox every Friday, and it always begins with his quote, here are 10 things I thought were worth sharing this week. But in that list of 10 things are 30 or 40 more chock full tidbits and links and introductions to the most fabulous things. He ties in three or four more ideas under the one idea that leads him to other ideas. His newsletter works like my brain all over the place, but it all makes sense in the end. You can sign up on his website at austincleon.com, A-U-S-T-I-N-K-L-E-O-N.com. He's also on all the other social media sites too, but his website's fascinating as well. Enjoy. Hi, Abby. My name is Lois Baldwin, and I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. I love your show, love your podcasts. I um, downloaded an exercise app called Tabata Stopwatch Pro. It's an Apple 
app. Um, I used it for workouts, but I also have started using it when I am having to fuse a lot of uh, interface, fusible interfacing to fabric for sewing bags, especially if I have a lot to so I can set the duration with a pause in between, and I can just use my app and it beeps when I need to switch and I don't have to be looking at my watch all the time and it actually makes it a much more pleasurable process. Anyway, I wanted to share this with um, your sewing community to see if somebody else would find this useful. I think uh, similar apps are available on Androids also. Thanks. Hi, this is Tara J. Curtis with Wefty and I wanted to tell you about an app um, that helped me create nice looking graphics. I was having a really hard time coming up with a way to make graphics, um, to advertise or promote things. And so I complained about that on Instagram and a friend of mine recommended this app called spark post. It's for Android or iPhone. And I believe it's free. If it costs me anything, I've never regretted paying it. Um, and again, it's called spark post. You can create, um, graphics using um, templates that they have provided. You can create animations. Um, you could make a text graphic and then plug it into a collage of your own images. And then with one click, you can resize that graphic that you've created for any platform, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, your website. Um, it, it's got all of that kind of like already figured out for you. Again, it's called Spark Post, and um, it has really made um, graphics fun for me, which I never thought was going to happen. Hey, Abby, it's Gail Zucker here. I really enjoy the tips on your podcast, so I'm happy to share a couple. The first one is in the latest update of the iOS, um, Apple, iPhone cameras they added crosshairs into the grid so if you go into camera settings and enable grid you get these crosshairs so that when you hold the camera parallel to the ground to try to do like a flat lay image if you line the crosshairs up you are completely parallel and you don't get any keystoning that needs to be corrected so it's like a really easy way to up your game for flat lay photos and the second tip is the app Snapseed for phones, uh, for photo editing, which has always been really amazing. Just did an upgrade and they added a bunch of tools and they changed the interface to make it even more user-friendly. And it always blows me away how incredibly powerful it is to do quick photo edits um, on a phone. And my last tip is kind of dorky and has nothing to do with phones or photography. Um, I have a home office, as I know a lot of people do, and I had a serious problem of boiling out tea kettles because I'd put on water and then run upstairs to my office to just do a couple things while it was waiting for it to boil. And last winter, I bought an electric tea kettle, and it has been a life changer. It is just the best little invention. So that's my thing. Um, glad to end another year of your podcast with you, enjoying it, and look forward to 2018. Bye. Well, that wraps it up, Stacey. Yeah, party. Yay. Those were great. Yeah, really good. And thank you to everybody who participated. And thank you to Sprout and to Spoonflower for donating awesome prizes for the, the people who did participate. And thank you to all of you who've listened to the show this year. We look forward to an awesome 2018. I've already got guests lined up and sponsors lined up. It's going to be another great year of the podcast. And Stacey, thank you for hanging out with me and for recommending great stuff. Well, thanks for having me. And where can people find you online? Um, StaceyTrock.com. Awesome. Stacey with an E. Stacey with an E, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, super. And you've been listening to the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Visit my blog, WalshyNaps.com, where you can sign up for my email newsletter to get the best in sewing, blogging, and small business delivered right to your inbox each week. Today's episode was sponsored by Stitches United 2018. 
exclusively for Walshy Naps listeners. You can get 20% off Stitches United 2018 classes and events by visiting www.stitches.events/united and entering the coupon code WALSHYNAPS18 at checkout. With stimulating classes and shopping for all sewers, quilters, and knitters, crocheters, weavers, and others interested in all things fabric and yarn, you won't want to miss this amazing show. You can learn more at www.stitches.events/united. Thank you so much, Stitches United. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next.